Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Brother, before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you along to one of our free upcoming masterclasses. This is where I personally take men through our methodology, a specific step-by-step process, the system that we share here on the podcast that you hear about to help men reignite their marriages amplify their health, and boost their performance across all areas of their life. If you'd like to register and join us, simply head to risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass. Let's get into the show. Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. My name is Ben Sorkeld. I'm the founder and director of Rising Kings. And in today's podcast, I've got the uh, absolute pleasure of interviewing a Rising Kings experienced graduate who's prepping for his Code Black integration in a couple of weeks. And I wanted to bring him on today so that, you know, it's one thing to hear me talk about, hey, how great Rising Kings is, and Michael talk about how great Rising Kings is. It's another thing when you hear it, you know, from an actual guy who's been through this experience. So, Scott, great to have you on here, brother. Thanks for making the time to jump on. Thanks for having me, Ben. And thanks for the Rising King program, I think probably more broadly. Yeah, man. So what I'd love to understand, man, just like give us a quick introduction and snapshot. Scott Christensen, man, like how old are you? You got kids? Like where's life sort of sit at the moment? Yeah, so I'm 43, turning 44 this year. I'm married for 17 years to Rebecca and have three daughters aged 7, 9 and 11. Yeah, I live in the north of Sydney and... Yeah, I'm a fairly active guy. Like, before this program, I wouldn't have been comfortable calling myself a triathlete. I would have said I'm a guy who does triathlons, but now I'm comfortable (laughs) saying I'm a triathlete. And so I keep fairly fit and active and, you know, lots of great stuff going on in life. But yeah, just was looking for that something to sort of really firm down on who I really am, what I really am all about and where I'm going. So let's talk about that for a second. Like, if we go back pre-Rising Kings... You know, as you said, man, like good life, good job, three daughters, marriage, 17 years. What were sort of the things that were happening that made you clock, hang on, maybe this isn't the best life I could be living? Yeah, I think I sort of noted a few things down in prep, but I think some of the main things were I I remember Dean, the unit leader, saying to me in one of the sessions midway through, he said, it must be exhausting being you. <laughs> and that was probably fairly apt. Like I just, I I was disciplined in certain areas. Like, you know, my alarm went off early every day and I got up most days and trained and, and did all those things, but I just wasn't consistent and I wasn't sort of disciplined really in all areas. I guess I kind of overthought things a lot. I, you know, probably just looked for the negatives or, or proof of the negatives in things and kind of, you know, probably had that kind of woe is me thing going on in life. And I think, you know, sometimes just really found myself, I guess, you know, seeing hard things. So I was comfortable in doing hard things in training, like, you know, running long distances or riding long distances or doing whatever. 
but I couldn't sort of apply them back to life. Like I couldn't just go, oh, that's a hard thing, you know, just deal with it like a heel on a run. Like I'd, I'd kind of go- Like a hard conversation with With, with someone, with yeah, or, or with, a, with whatever, something professionally, like I'd try and probably avoid them, you know, and hope that either it would go away or someone else had sorted out or, you know, I could live this conflict-free life. Um, there, there was a, a Nirvana and fairy tale. So- yeah, I think they were some of the things. I think I compared myself a lot to others. I think, um, you know, I probably, through the program, look, I've been fairly self-aware for a while, but probably dive deeper into that in terms of looking at a neediness I bought and a looking for validation from kind of externally kind of thing all the time that, that probably, you know, resulted in a, a neediness that I'd bring to my relationship and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was just a, a range of sort of things going, look, I think I could definitely be a better dad, you know, my kids in my world, but I know I'm 43, you know, I've got hopefully still a few good years left in me and I, I want to live them with purpose and, and intention rather than just sort of looking back at the end of, you know, 20, 30 years from now going, geez, I wish I'd really knuckled down. Were there particular symptoms that were showing up, you know, like were you getting feedback from your wife, chosen one? Were you getting feedback from people at work, friends? Or was it more an internal thing where you're like, I just know I could be playing a better game? It was both of those. And look, you know, probably went into the details with sort of the guys in the unit and, and sort of won't go into great detail. Other than I had some marriage challenges, I guess, um, in what you uh, sort of late. 21 and, and into 22 and unfortunately my wife and I separated for a period there a mate of mine went through rising kings that's how it came to my attention and you know I think at the time in 2022 look I think whatever time you do rising kings is the best time to do it and I think you know I would have benefited from it definitely in in 22 but probably would have been you know a little different pleasingly you know my wife and I got things back on track late 2022 and started the program for me early 23 and it was really about going you know not that wasn't just the key motivator but it was certainly that thing making me go you know how do I make sure I just drop some of this baggage I'm carrying around what do you think the baggage was like what is this stuff you know just guys that are listening can relate to it I think it's just it was a range of things so it was kind of knowing you know I could be more consistent in areas, knowing that, you know, I, like I'm trying to drop that sort of neediness probably that I bought to things and that looking for external validation and just being, you know, when Dean said it must be exhausting being you, I guess, you know, I probably come across fairly confident and comfortable and stuff like that in most situations. But I think it's like that duck swimming on the water mentality up top looks calm and sort of collected, but you look underneath. And the legs were going at a million miles an hour and, you know, it was just exhausting, overthinking every little thing, comparing myself to others. Oh, I should be more like that. I should be more like this. And yeah, look, obviously a lot of stuff comes for, for people from, you know, their upbringing. I had a great family life, but um, my mum died quite young, you know, and then there's things that happen in your life and they talk about trauma in a big T and a small T and big T traumas like mum dying and those kind of things. But then there's the little things that just, you know, happen and fill those bags up and, and you get to 40 odd and you're carrying these things around and going, I'm just sick of it. I just, I want to just drop the bags and move on. And do you feel, you know, 
having gone through Rising King's experience and, you know, unpacking, as you said there before, and learning things about yourself, like what's the actual outcome? Like how is life actually different today in terms of the way you show it up? Because you're still doing all the stuff, right? Like you're still working, you're still a triathlete, you've still got three daughters, you've still got a marriage. Like how has it become less chaotic? How have you been able to do that? I think the program just really takes you into those four pillars of life and harvest health and you know, the exercises of diving into each of those and looking at, well, what are my limiting beliefs here? What, um, what's holding me back? You know, what do I want my new belief in that area? But you you just don't sort of often take the time to sit down and really drill into that in life. And I think, look, to be fair, when I signed up to this program, you know, I looked at podcasts that you had done then and I, you know, I'd seen stuff from you on Facebook and then I'd, you know, seen my mate who'd been through it and the outcomes for him and then I met the likes of Dean our unit leader and I remember sort of noting in one of our final sessions that I kind of thought when I signed up to this program I thought I'd do this thing for 10 weeks and I'd kind of come out and be sorted like you know I'd be sorted out like Ben and like Dean and what you realize in the program is that you know, with absolute no disrespect to yourself or do Ben, I'm sure you, you, you blokes aren't sorted either. No one's actually sorted, but Rising Kings sort of gave me the tools to help me keep being sorted. It's sort of giving me the capability to really sort of, you know, yeah, I think I used a six pack as a mentality. Like if you're training and you get yourself a six pack, you don't get it at the end of 10 weeks and go, cool, I just, I'm done now. I've got my six pack. It'll fall away pretty quick. So I think, you know, you guys use the term the work and it's really about going, what are the things I need to do on a daily basis to keep showing up, keep challenging myself? Because, you know, I'm sure you do too and I do. I've been through the program. I'm I'm by no means a master and perfect now. I still have default Scott popping up into situations and wanting to respond and react a certain way, but I've been given tools to, I guess, help challenge that now. Yeah. No, you make a valid point, man. Like I like to look at it like a system and it's exactly like you said with the six pack. It's, you know, you do the work. Like it's very intense. I think that first, you know, nine weeks is your first go through Rising King's experience. And then as you make it more effective and efficient, you have this maintenance system that you stay in the work. Exactly like you pointed out, man. Like I've been working on myself for well over a decade and I'm still chewing through layers. Like it's, I've succumbed to the point, brother, this is, it's an endless game and that's okay. Like, I'd be, I think I'd be bored if I'm like, well, now I'm all sorted. I'd probably go and self-sabotage it to fuck it up so I can have <laughs> yeah, exactly. something to go and do again. To start yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you just get bits of gold all the way through it. Like, you know, one of the things is the Stoic book that sort of has a little daily anecdote for you to meditate on. I remember one really stood out from me, and it was a quote from Marcus Aurelius talking about how you shouldn't let circumstances have the power to rouse anger in you for they don't care for your feelings at all and just – that was a real eye-opener for me that, you know, stress at work or in life or a thing that happens or, or what have you, you know, that doesn't actually, you know, dictate how you feel about it. How you feel about that thing is all up here. Like it's all the way you respond. And I think that was a huge eye-opener for me that just kind of has made me sort of sit back and go, well, A, I can't control everything and B, you know, that circumstance whether it was a car crash or a, you know, a stressful day. When you translate that to people, sometimes, sure, people actually do want to hurt your feelings. But then even getting the perspective to sit and go, okay, well, you know, when Ben called me a so-and-so and told me where to go, you know, 
was that because he was having a really bad day, you know, or was it because he's got some stuff going on that maybe I should go, mate, are you all right? Can I help? Or maybe Ben's just not a nice bloke that I don't need in my circle. <laughs> Like, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I think just sort of having, having the tools to kind of really sort of choose the response you want to give to a situation has been a, a game changer for me. Not to say I've mastered it because, you know, the sort of default position is one that's tough to beat. Absolutely, man. What did you feel, you know, one of the things we pride on ourselves here is, you know, the quality of men that come through, you know, we do a very high vetting level to make sure we get the right guys in like how did you feel that worked as you went through you know the programming so to speak but you're doing it with a unit of men did you feel that had any positive implications as you went through it yeah it's massive you sort of don't realize i mean i've got a good bunch of mates and a good group of people around me but it's crazy we all noted sort of how well we connected and how much you open up in some ways probably more a little bit than you would to some of your longest standing mates, you know, you meet this bunch of guys who are all going through the same thing you are. And in some ways early on, they're complete strangers. So it's almost a little easier to kind of open up and have some of those conversations that you might not have with those that are a bit closer. But then as a result of doing that, like you go from in three weeks, not really knowing these blokes that much to having all of them shared. And it sort of spurs you on to be more honest and and open up and more invested in the program. So I think, you know, the brotherhood then combined with, I guess, an accountability within that. And and that's an accountability that you have on yourself, but an accountability to go and, well, if these blokes aren't drinking alcohol for the nine weeks, then I'm sure as hell not going to slip up. Or if, you know, you've got to do certain things and achieve certain sort of assignments or, or deliver certain on certain fitness tasks or whatnot, you kind of, you really get that kind of, you know, camaraderie that I guess, you know, people in the military and that get, you know, not that you're at war or anything here, but in some ways, I guess you are, you kind of, you know, each of you are at war with trying to be a better you. And then it's, yeah, so that brotherhood component's massive. That's awesome. What do you feel like have been, you know, if there was one to three things that you go, hey, these are the three things that really made an impact on me as I went through Rising King's experience. Is there anything that really stands out? Yeah, I think um, just listening to every bloke sort of share and all from different positions and walks of life and, and, you know, you sit there hearing one bloke sort of share something that, you know, is really emotional and hard for him or something that he's dealing with. And in your head, you sit there and go, that doesn't seem that hard to me. But equally, you know, you share what's hard for you and, you know, me, I wear my heart on my sleeve and emotions aren't something I've ever found hard, but I found it very difficult to have a difficult conversation when I need to have it. So equally, that bloke's probably looking at me, sharing some things, going, How? that's not hard, mate. So I think, um, you know, just all, you all come from different sort of walks of life and all then learn from each other. So I think the brotherhood and connection there, I think just out of the program, it's a lot less exhausting being me now. You, I've always wanted to drill down into what's my purpose, what are my values, but I've found that kind of scary to do, not from the sense of I'm scared of doing the work, but I just never really knew how to do it. And I think um, the program really guides you through that. So I've got a really strong sense of, you know, like I said, who I am, what I'm about, something that I can take forward with me into life now. And as I said, the, the spurring on of the guys around you to, to do that is you really uh, can't underestimate or overestimate, or I should say, you know, the value of that. Yeah, that's awesome. And just finally, 
what's you know on the other side, man? You know, like how has this impacted your marriage? How has this impacted you as a father with three daughters? How has this impacted you in terms of your health, your fitness, business, confidence? Like, can you just sort of paint a picture of you know this is how I feel right now? This is how I'm operating. Yeah, I think it's exhausting being me. Thing I don't feel as exhausted being Scott anymore, which is a really good thing. I just feel a lot more comfortable and and confident in my own skin. I think we did as a unit a bit of a before and after pictures exercise of kind of taking some selfies with the shirt off kind of prior and before and after. And look, there's a huge difference in a lot of the blokes through the fitness component, but I think we all kind of noted that, you know, that's what you can see on the outside. The photo doesn't tell you what's going in the inside and I think as physically fit as you feel after it you there's also a mental fitness that kind of comes with it as well yeah I think they're sort of the key things I take away in terms of how I'm showing up now I think I've just got that purpose in my mind all the time and you know the accountability less so to the unit now obviously because we're sort of you know not in the program like we were but we've as a unit kept up started our own whatsapp group and keeping in touch that way but I think you know an accountability to yourself to kind of go right you've been through this program you've invested this time and this money and this is what you said you know you're about and I've now got something that sort of you know helps me pull myself up whereas previously I could go I don't want to do that difficult thing because it's hard it's like well no that's life mate you got to do it. What impact is that like do you feel it's had a positive impact on your marriage like now that you don't carry this, you know, load around and it's exhausting, you can be more present with your daughters and connect with them. There's, is there more happiness, fulfillment, joy? I know it's hard as a bloke to smile a lot of the time, but <laughs> do you feel like a shift between where you were? I think so. I think there's, yeah, I feel, as I said, a lot more comfortable and confident in me, which brings a different me, whether it's into a professional relationship, into my marriage, into life as a dad or or what have you. So I think, you know, it really, I've not seen a program like it that kind of, you know, you can read, sure, you can go and read a book and probably, I think you've said yourself, Ben, you know, you almost don't mind people seeing the materials that are part of the program because it's not just that work, it's everything around it. And yeah, definitely I feel like it's sort of paying dividends in in all those areas of my life across those pillars of sort of head, heart, harvest, health, you know, relationship work, everything. I just, yeah, I feel better than I felt in a long, long time. And and I think that's translating then into, you know, better relationships all over the place. Yes. So, mate, there's a guy listening right now, you know, life's okay, kind of resonates with similar stories to what you've shared. You know, maybe he could be operating a bit higher. What advice do you give him, you know, like around Rising Kings? Is it, I'd love to just hear from you, like, is it worth him reaching out and seeing if he fits and yeah, what would you tell a guy? Yeah, 100%. No, I'd say that, like, I can't think of a person that wouldn't benefit, like a bloke that wouldn't benefit from doing Rising Kinks, you know, and I think as I've thought about it sometimes, I thought the only ones who I thought probably wouldn't necessarily get up and doing anything about it are maybe the bloke who thinks they've got it all sorted. But I think even for that bloke who thinks he's got it all sorted, you know, you come into a program like this and really start to ask yourself the question, why you do what you do, what you're doing, and and drill right into it. But, you know, look, I definitely recommend the program. I think, you know, if if you're in that 
We had a range of age groups. We had a young guy in the group who was in his 20s, not married, no kids, that kind of stuff, you know, looking to make sure he didn't make, you know, all the silly mistakes that all us older blokes had. We had blokes in the unit that were kind of um, my age, sort of, you know, in the late 30s, early 40s, through to, I think, one of the older guys we had in the unit was 60. And so no matter what stage of life you're at, if you, you start to ask those questions about what can I be doing better, how can I be doing it better, you know, oh, I think this is definitely the program to, you know, help you ask all those questions of yourself and, and set yourself in the right direction for however long you've got left, whether that's 30, 40 years or whether it's 10 or 20. Well, brother, thanks for coming on, man, and, and sharing your story. And, you know, what I love about it is, you know, and I say this to all guys that go through is, you know, it is work. That's why it's called the work. It's not, hey, here's a pill, take this pill, life works, you know, all of a sudden everything goes great. We still have all the challenges, you know, and life continually, you know, throws curveballs at us. And it's the ability to be able to navigate that and go through it. So I honor that man. And I think it's a respect. It's what I love about the brotherhood is all the men who go through have this mutual respect for one another, recognizing that, hey, man, I showed up, I put in the work. I'm now a better version of myself and I'm continually on, uh, continually working on myself. So I honor that brother and honored to have you on here. Thanks for sharing your story. No, well, thank you. And to all the guys behind the scenes involved in Rising Kings, because it's, yeah, it's certainly one of a kind, I think. And, and I'm really happy I stumbled across it, bit the bullet for sure. Thanks, Scott. Have an awesome day, brother. You too. Thanks, Ben. So brother, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. If you want to know more about Rising Kings, the methodology, the system and how we do it, I highly recommend you register for one of our upcoming Rising Kings masterclasses. You can do this by heading to risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass. 